It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, the Upfront program for today. And uh, we've got um, we've got the mayor and the public works director in the studio with us, and uh, we'll be uh, chatting with uh, with them. And uh, tomorrow we have a special program. I'm not announcing exactly what it is, but it's uh, on the uh, lighter side, Thanksgiving. Uh, but on Friday, a very uh, a very uh, interesting program. What is, uh, as we were saying earlier, what is the most dangerous thing that you can own? Is it a firearm, a stick of dynamite? Try your cell phone as the most dangerous thing you can own. And and we'll explain why that's the case when we invite a 30-year employee of Navigant Credit Union, Senior Vice President of of Community Outreach, Tim Draper. He's been around here a long time. Scamming. Everybody uh, out there in other countries, mostly, trying to get your bank account, trying to get your passwords. It is really a consumer nightmare. And if you look at your cell phone or your computers, you see them all the time trying to get to you. Uh, Chris Beauchamp or uh, Steve D'Agostino, before we get to the program, have you guys ever been hacked uh, by uh, some of these uh, these guys uh, out there? This is, a, is an issue. We'll, we'll begin with you because you're the mayor. <laughs> I, I don't believe so. I, I have one cell phone, but now, since I became the mayor, I have two, so i got to be double careful, I guess. <laughs> uh, but no. What about you, Steve? No. No. I have to say no. Uh-huh. No. Well, that's good, and uh, luckily uh, I haven't. But boy, have uh, uh, the the chase is on for customers of uh, not only Navigant but uh, other, you know, people who have bank accounts. They're on their way. Well, that's Friday's program, not today's program. All right, so let's begin. Steve D'Agostino, hello. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, Mayor Bosham. Hello. Good morning. How are you, Roger? Good. So let's begin uh, with with you. Uh, uh, just uh, some opening comments. Uh, you've been mayor uh, less than. Uh, um, well, maybe just—is it two weeks now? Um, yeah, a little just less about. than two weeks. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, this is a big change uh, uh, for you. You're a guy that's uh, outside all the time, on the streets, with the pavers, um, directing people, uh, and doing the work yourself. Uh, this is uh, what they call white collar job. Comment, please. Yes, it's uh, it's been interesting. I'll say uh, that for the last week and a half. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm grateful to the Director of Public Works for all his input and everything he's been doing to help me transition from Mayor Baldelli Hunt to myself. And I think that was the critical thing. And my thinking of being appointed mayor was based on a conversation I had with the director and a couple other people to transition from where we were to where we're going to be. And that means including all the projects that we have taken on that I believe in. I'll continue to uh, shepherd those through with all the help of the people at City Hall. And that was the main conversation I had with, again, the director and people like himself for me to take this position. So it's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. I got my wife's blessing and uh, we're moving forward. Next question is to Mr. D'Agostino. So we have seen uh, the... um um, 
termination of uh, Cindy Johnson from the city of Woonsocket. And then, of course, there were the rumors that uh, you were to follow because uh, you were good friends with uh, former Mayor Boldelli Hunt. Uh, but um, in our conversation the other day, you said uh, uh, the projects uh, that you're undertaking uh, rise far above, uh, above that. Would you comment on that uh, for people? I will. And um, so I'm going to get right to it. Okay, I'm going to skip the foreplay, uh, whatever. Um, I commend Chris Beauchamp, who I've known for a long time, for take, stepping up and taking this position. This is a huge, huge burden, position, you know, responsibility, and I commend him and thank him, okay, not only as a friend, but just a responsible um, person, okay. In regards to the situation, for me, this is nothing short of a disaster. It's a train wreck, okay? I never saw this coming. Um, you can't make this up. Lisa is my friend. She's always going to be my friend as long as she wants to be, and I'm sure that's forever. Um, I have known her forever, okay? Our families are intertwined for 75 years, okay? I think highly of her. I still do. Um, obviously an error in judgment, but I still, I think she did an awesome job here. Um, she was very um, good for the city. She was in a very dark time. And Chris remembers that time all too well. Um, you know, when I came here in 2014, this place was nothing short of a, you know, a mess. It was a mess, okay? And uh, a lot of good things have happened since then. And you know, Roger, you've been here. You've been here all your life. And we can go through it, you know, the paving, the water treatment plant, the parks, the this, the that, the other thing, whatever. I don't need to go down memory lane. Um, if you would have told me that this would have ended this way, I would have looked at you um, like you had two heads, Okay, I am disappointed. I'm heartbroken. It's it's tough for me to sit here and work so hard to uh, accomplish something, and this and to, you know for this to end this way. So it's you know it's emotional for me. It is. Um, I wish this uh, never would have happened, and uh, you know it's embarrassing for the city. And for this um, situation, you know, the legacy of the former mayor and uh, all the people that supported her and everybody that was involved. You know, some people are taking a victory lap and, that's, you know, that's fine. You know, when you jump into the octagon of, of politics, that's what happens. Sometimes you win, sometimes you get beat. And, uh, but that's good. That's fine. That's all part of it. But having said that. I am not going to um, resign or retire. No way. I will be here um, to support Chris and, most importantly, the citizens of the city, who I built a trust with. And, you know, I, I pledge to accomplish things, and I will. Okay? And when I see that there's an opportunity for me to transition into my own personal life, I will. I'll make that decision. But not now. 
okay? Right now, we got to continue what we started. And that's exactly um, what I want to do. Um, so, no, I will not be resigning. I will not step down. I will not retire. Um, you know, I am d extremely disappointed in anybody who participated in what I would call uh, nothing short of stupid. Okay? I, I, I spent my life, okay, making sure mistakes don't happen. Okay? And for this to come up and be blindsided um, is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. It's, it should have never happened. I don't care who participated in it. It shouldn't have happened. Mr. D'Agostino, I have a list of those topics uh, maybe later in the program that I can call off and, and you can tell us, uh, yeah, we're on it and, and the progress. However, your answer that you gave um, to, uh, to my question, um, I think a lot of the same answer would come from you, uh, um, Chris, uh, because you've known the family a long time and um, and you were friendly with the mayor and uh, and so forth. Uh, is a lot of what uh, Steve said uh, the way that you feel or do you have a different take? No, we, we both feel the same way. It's very unfortunate and as Steve said, in my, in my estimation, she'll always be the mayor. She'll always be a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we're human beings. We make mistakes and Unfortunately, I think that was a fatal mistake, the land deal. And, you know, I had to make some decisions based on what I thought was the best interest of the city of Woonsocket. And that's what I'll continue to do. And, you know, I've lived here all my life. Um, I'm not going anywhere. But, again, I just want to re reiterate what Steve said. It is very disappointing. Um, and, you know, it's like a kick to the gut. Um, and, unfortunately... Uh, fortunately, I have people like Steve that are going to help me transition through this because Lisa had been 10 years in this seat every day, 24-7, seven days a week. And I, don't, I, I said to her, I don't know how you do, did it this long and worked that much, but that was her personality. So it's a major transition for me to kind of sit in this seat now and try to put my arms around everything but with the help of everybody at city hall we're going to do that now we'll um we'll talk about the future uh, i think uh, we've you know gotten your uh, gut uh, reactions to the situation but uh, the resignation takes place and the city of Winsocket, the garbage has to be collected and the uh, eh, the rescue calls have to be made and and so forth so uh, i'll go to you again chris so so uh, in the last two weeks um uh, have you put together a, a little list of, or a long list of uh, projects that that uh, you have to keep track of? And maybe you can tell us about a few of them, then we'll get to uh, to Steve on some of his projects, too. Yeah, uh, so basically, I'm just, there's a long list, as you said. I'm pri prioritizing what is on the top of that list, what's in the middle, and what can maybe wait a little bit. And I think uh, that's the most important thing I'm doing right now. I mean... I talk to the solicitor every day. We we come to an understanding of what's kind of vital and what can uh, what we have to move on right away. I talk to the director as well, um, and that's where we're focused on. You know, a couple of the projects, obviously the athletic complex. I just drove through there before I came here. I drive through there maybe once a week, just to get a feel for what's going on. That's vital to continue to 
uh, move forward, which it will. Um, you know, one of the things that I got some good news yesterday, um, you know, the mayor, previous mayor, Mayor Dilly Hunt, had mentioned about a possible supermarket coming to Woonsocket. I got some positive news on that yesterday where the owner of the property and the uh, person that's um, going to come forward with the supermarket have reached a deal. I will get all the specifics very shortly, and I'll be making that announcement. So that's positive. Um, so there's a lot of things that um, I, I'm looking at and getting information, if you will, because it's hard to make decisions without the information, without the collaboration and communication from all my directors. And one of the first things I did at City Hall was have everybody come up. I believe it was last uh, Thursday or Wednesday. I forget what day it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I met everybody. A lot of people knew me. Some people didn't. I didn't know some of the people, but I knew most of the people that work at City Hall. And I just told them what my philosophy is. I'm an open book. Um, if they need to communicate with me, they can get get to me very easily. And that's the beginning approach I'm going to take. And, you know, day by day, we'll get things done. We'll cross things off the list. And when there's stuff that needs a little bit more attention, like possible you know, lawsuits and tax abatements, stuff like that, we'll get into that, too. And we'll do the best we can to make sure the city doesn't get hurt. You probably have said as much as you can about the supermarket. But, Josh, can you clarify for me, uh, is it the supermarket people that are in contact with you or... Or people who are, uh, you know, developers. It's this, it's the developers, uh, that national supermarket chain, if you will. Uh, I did get a call from the lieutenant governor yesterday, uh, hoping that we were still going to proceed with this uh, supermarket uh, talk, and we did. And then I talked to uh, one of the people involved with it yesterday, and they confirmed that uh, it looks like it's moving forward. And talking about uh, the state as opposed to the city, uh, you said you heard from the lieutenant governor. Has anybody reached out to you and <laughs> said, uh, uh, we're here uh, at the state uh, ready to help you, or uh, are you pretty much on your own here? No, it's, it's been a whirlwind world, world of support from various, from the governor on down. Mm -hmm. I've gotten calls from mayors in surrounding communities. I've gotten calls from... You know, supporters, friends of Mayor Bodelli Hunt. I've gotten calls from a lot of people that, you know, most of them, all of them have said they're glad that I'm in this position, that I'm taking over. I take that as a supreme compliment. And, um, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure we continue to do the success that she had started and her administration had started. And forget the drama and just keep working. Steve D'Agostino, going over to you. Um, I'm going to mention these projects in no particular uh, order, uh, except that I have them on a list. Uh, but um, uh, naturally, a lot of uh, discussion on, on Cass Park over the um, council meeting on Monday night. Uh, we can recap that. That is a uh, going forward project, yes. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So... Um yeah, there's already there's been a plan approved by DEM um, to place that field there, and um, Chris and I will review that and we'll discuss it with the council, whatever. But I said the other night, you know, once the gravel's sold, and I expect most of it to be gone, hopefully by you know late spring, and I expect simultaneous simultaneously 
the project uh, to be awarded. I'm hoping it goes out to bid this winter and gets awarded for the main field, the track, the field, the lights, the fence. And um, we don't have to do the buildings right away and the ancillary things. You know what I'm saying? We can do it, you know, a la carte. You know what I'm I think that would be prudent financially. And um, the parking lot, you know, I can do that in-house. Um, the little concession area before the parking lot or in between, I should say, the field, that can be done, uh, I believe, uh, you know, at a cost-saving, in a cost-saving way. But we'll discuss all of that, Chris and I, and he's very um, knowledgeable about plans and bids. And, you know, that's the good thing about uh, Chris's position uh, in, in being in this position, that he's um, very knowledgeable about these things. So, uh, yes, but that's, that's going to go ahead. <clears throat> and uh, as I said also, uh, you know, this Sinegro-Jacobs situation... Yeah, that's where I was going to next. Yep. Before you talk about that, yeah, I played a soundbite the other day of uh, Christopher Beauchamp when he was council president on Sinegro and uh, also uh, the wastewater treatment plant. At that time, he wasn't mayor, yep. but at that time in that soundbite, he said, uh, uh, it looks like this has got to be a one outfit uh, situation rather than having two separate outfits. So before you talk about that, you still feel the same way? I do. Okay, now talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I can't discuss what has been discussed in closed session with the councillors and the former mayor. And when Chris was a councillor, I mean Mayor Beauchamp, I get trouble calling you. It's all right. I'll take Chris. <laughs> I've known you, Chris, all my life. All it's of a sudden, right. I got, hey, there's been so many mayors lately that it's like a revolving door. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everything's casual. That's here. right. Uh, Proceed. Um, but anyway, it, it is my... Um, you know, it, it, it's the, the way I think of this solution is to have one vendor there. You know what I mean? One responsible vendor. And not only that, we eliminate some of the process there. That's what we do. That's what we need to do. But let, let's not dance around this issue either. This administration, the Baldelli Hunt administration, the Beauchamp administration, we walked, we, this was handed to us when we came here. We were handed a 30-year contract, okay? I was handed the contract with, uh, it used to be CH2M Hill. So the plant was being revitalized. The day I took the job, there was a $40 million project underway. I, me I remember signing invoices. The, the, the second day I sat in, I signed a $2 million invoice. Alan Broad was here, like, you know, in for Trump. two or three days a week, whatever. And then entered Mike Anarumo, thank God. And, uh, you know, we got through that. But that wastewater plant is a state-of-the-art plant. I don't care what anybody says. They don't like it. State-of-the-art, okay? So it's a state-of-the-art plant. It was designed. It has the, the strictest permit level, levels in the state of Rhode Island, one of them anyway, in the Northeast and to make matters worse, we treat about 39 cities and towns throughout Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. We, they dispose all their waste here. What do you think is going to happen when you put a plant in the middle of your city at the lowest point? Of course it's going to stink. Okay? Common sense. You'd have to be a dope not to understand that. So what I think should be done 
is this needs to be streamlined. One operator there. One. Okay? And why did they do all of this, by the way? Money. They needed the revenue. And they wanted to treat our waste. The, the previous people. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it goes back to Netco, Roger. You remember Netco? New England treatment plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? We were across the river. Uh, my uncles used to own property there. I'm like, what is this? What is that smell? It's, <laughs> it's horrendous. Who would put that here? And lo and behold, this is what we're, we're, we're dealing with. So it needs to be one company. The, the, the things that are done there, the, the process, which is so disgusting, needs to be streamlined. Okay? And we need to get a handle on the odor situation. People need to be held accountable there, and they will be. When it's all said and done, this plant, um, and I can't say too much because we're still in this litigation, this plant should have never, the effluent should have never went into the river. Never. Okay? And So whether it's Lisa or Chris... Or, Steve, this is not a, a quick fix, though. So. Not a quick fix. We've no. had that answer no. before. No, no. The plant itself, there's no problem with the plant, the wastewater plant. We never were responsible uh, for the Cinegrove building. That was in their contract. They didn't do anything with it. Okay? And uh, the gravity thickener, once again, they left it out in no man's land. Nobody was, was responsible for it contractually. So the city was on the hook for it. So now we're gonna we're fixing that. We have contracts out awarded to fix it. And it's gonna be fixed. And that's another thing on my bucket list. You know, before I leave here, and you know, I will leave here eventually. But it's gonna be when I say so. Okay, or when or Chris fires me, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, comes he does first. That, yeah. So, we both have uh, extremely volatile tempers, <laughs> and we know that of each other over the years. But, uh, but I'm going to bet that I retire before he fires me. I'm going to. I'll go out on a limb. Oh, I appreciate so, the scoop on that. Yeah. So, uh, but that's another thing that needs to be resolved, and um, the. Uh, they, the council just awarded the first passage of the uh, ordinance for the uh, water uh, facility garage. I, I think that's one of the best things that will ever happen. This is Roy Avenue. Yeah. Okay. All the all the, the entire department will work together. They will be in one facility. The billing, the the outside crew, the the meter readers, the the watch people, the the, the uh, uh, distribution people. That's what needs to happen instead of this mishmash of, you know, these people are over here, this crew's over here, these people work here. How do you have continuity with a department when they're, you know, a bunch of uh, nomads? You don't. So, I commend them for that, and uh, I think that was extremely important. I'm going to go over to the mayor for a second, and if you have other projects, you've named three. That's enough, by the way. We'll get back to them. Mr. Mayor, uh, um, Chris Beauchamp, the public safety complex. Um, as a council president, uh, listening to sound bites earlier, uh, you were in pursuit of that. Now you're the mayor, still in pursuit in the same way. We are. Um, um, and my my feeling is, Roger, that even though we got a lot of things in the, in the queue now, if you will, we need to not lose sight of 
the condition of several of our fire stations. And if something happens to either one of the fire stations that have um, <clears throat> issues, where do we put the people? Where do they go? We'll be renting space. Maybe we'll go in Blackstone. Maybe we'll be, you know, in another neighboring town putting our fire trucks there because that's as bad as the condition is in a couple of the fire stations. So this can't be kicked down the road much longer. And, of course, if you kick things down the road, we all know the cost goes through the roof for construction, for materials, for everything. So my goal is to sit down with the council and pick a location. We have two that we're thinking of. Let's pick a location. So if something does happen, at least we have the land secured and then we can move forward and go out for bids for, you know, building a new public safety complex. But right now I'm focused on getting the land purchased and finding a, a, a location that we can move forward when we have to. Uh Mayor, do you plan to go ahead uh, with uh, former Mayor Baldelli's plan to evict Head Start from their community center? That was a little bit of a controversy, and uh, so maybe you have a different uh, take on that. Um, I do. I, I plan on meeting with Head Start, going there, there, talking with them, finding out. See, even though Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt and I are still very good friends and always will be. I have different ways of communicating, just like you do, Roger, just like Steve does. Mm -hmm. we, we all have our own style. My style is first getting the information, communicating with people, and then coming to a consensus with all parties involved to come out with what the best solution is for the city of Woonsocket, taxpayers, residents. That's the way I'm going to do this for the next year. And I will sit down with Head Start. We'll discuss options, where they can go, where they can possibly go, because I agree with one aspect of the former administration when they talked about those buildings up there. Some of them are not in good shape. And anybody that's still doing business in a Quonset hut, um, I think we need to look at that. And I'm not saying they're not doing a, a fabulous job with what they do. They do. But I just think some of those buildings are antiquated and they should be moved somewhere else, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Before we go to our break, uh, we're going to go to uh, a, a delicate uh, question. <clears throat> uh, this is a um, city council matter, but um, uh, also um, uh, an administration matter, too, and that is uh, the communication that uh, Brian Thompson sent to uh, Mike DeBrice. And he asked uh, a series of questions, 12 questions, uh, and they, uh, uh, 13 questions, they were sent to us, and then we, um, we got 13 answers. So Mr. DeBrice has um, answered the questions, uh, short answers, but they've been answered. Mr. McGee, on the program yesterday, big supporter of Mike DeBrice, in some private conversations that I've had, um, the uh, the guy seems to be uh, very knowledgeable, and uh, there may be some thinking um, to try to keep him, if possible. So, using that as a delicate uh, entree, you're going to get questions like that, Mr. Mayor. Yes. Um, well, let me start off by saying this. I've known Mike DeBrice for over 30 years, when he was with the Public Works Department, Solid Waste, and now uh, Planning. And I can tell you one thing, in all my dealings, whether it was in the private sector or as a council person, 
He's always been very respectful. He's always listened to my concerns or thoughts on, on, on how to do something. And sometimes we compromised and did it my way. Sometimes we compromised and did it the way he wanted to do. But it was never, this is the way it's going to be done. You're going to do it this way or else, either on my side or his side. Mike Dembrice is still employed in the planning department. Mike Dembrice is vital, in my opinion, to making sure our planning department stays together. And one of the things I'm looking at, and I hear the, the outside noise, he's part of this, got to get rid of him. Well, until I get and sat in this chair and I look at all the information I'm getting, um, I will make that decision shortly. But in my opinion, if Mike Dembrice left today or was fired today, you'll see an exodus in the planning department. And that will be very, very unfortunate because there are a lot of people there that I've recently met that maybe are employed for a year or less. And if they say our director's gone and I don't know what my security or future is, they're going to walk. And I, I don't think that's, that's a, a good alternative right now. And I'm going to bring you into the Steve only because he worked for you so long uh, before he uh, moved into uh, planning. And incidentally, everything you said, I, I agree with. Uh, I've known him for a whole bunch of years and, and uh, would uh, rather not see him go if possible. Steve D'Agostino on this situation. Well, pertaining to the, the land situation, and I want you to ask me any question you want, by the way. Mm -hmm. I don't need immunity. <laughs> I don't need to plead the fifth. You don't see a lawyer standing yeah. behind me. I'm not a punk. Right. I'm not going to run from anything or anybody. So you ask me whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, okay? As far as Mike DeBrice, okay, I reserve judgment. I don't know the facts. I have not seen the questions. I have not seen any emails. I have not been privy to any personnel uh, meetings with the council. I've been so far removed from this, Roger. Um, as soon as I heard about this, I didn't even want, I don't even want to know about it. If you drop me off on Menden Road today, today, I couldn't even tell you where the land is. I don't even know what it looks like. I've never seen a map of it. I've never seen any inquisition about it. Nothing. Okay? Zero. And that's the way I want it. Okay? But as far as Mike DeBrice, I like DeBrice. He worked under me. I never really had an issue with him. Um, you know, I, I, this is out of character. Um, but I reserve judgment on that. When I see the information and when I hear all sides, then I'll be happy to comment on it. Good morning, gentlemen. It's the day before, this is an email, it's the day before Thanksgiving, so no politics. However, since Mr. D'Agostino is a guest, uh, I'll relay this message each winter, which I dread. I'm grateful that my street is always quickly and efficiently plowed. Compliments of our Woonsocket Highway Department are very thankful for that. And that's, uh, that's it for today. Wishing everybody a safe and healthy Thanksgiving, says Sandra. But uh, that brings me to, you're not going to let down the God for winter weather. The Mr. D'Agostino, please comment. Yes, and a, and a huge shout-out to everybody at the Woonsocket Highway Department and the vendors. And huge, huge, huge. To, they are my, they're like family to me. I'm going to eat with them all today. I work with them side by side, not in the office with a tie, you know, looking down at them, whatever. I work with them. 
When there's a problem with a truck, I crawl under the truck with them. Okay? When they need to plow, I'll plow with them. So they're concerned about my future here. And many of them have said, you know, you know, Steve, when you leave, we're leaving too. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not, you're not doing that. And I don't want to hear that. Okay? You need to do what, you, what you've always done here. And uh, you need to be loyal to the city. So I don't encourage that whatsoever. Having said that, I dreaded driving through one socket before I took this job. I dreaded because it was so ridiculous. The, the streets were a disaster. They had snowpack on them for, for a week after. From the, you know, they used to start plowing snow at three inches. I mean, I'd never heard of such, uh, you know, nothing short of stupid. So um, we are proactive now. We will be proactive. I tailor make every plan for every storm. Okay, having gone into the theme of not making a mistake, and I put myself out there. I leave with my chin on this. When that, when I, I watch the weather seventy two hours out, I, I come up with a plan. Sometimes I'm more times I'm right than wrong, and that's the way we're going to be. So the short answer is proactive attack, attack, attack. We had a huge battle. I remember when the budget commission was here and, you know, people were telling them, you got to watch your overtime. You got to, I said, nonsense. The people deserve good streets and whatever that cost, that's what it is. And if I can't do that, I'm not your guy. Break time here on the program. When we come back, uh, another topic uh, that uh, every mayor across the country has to deal with in some communities. A minor problem and in some communities a major problem. Homelessness is on our topic list next. When choosing an insurance agent, experience, personalized service, and commitment to community is important. For over 20 years, Hunter Insurance has offered the best coverage at the most competitive price. Whether it's personal or business coverage, we'll create an insurance package designed just for you. We offer life insurance and annuities, disability, long-term care insurance, as well as retirement and college savings plans. Hunter Insurance, an independent five-star agency dedicated to supporting and giving back to the community. Visit us at 389 Old River Road, Lincoln, Rhode Island, or call us at 401-769-9500. Yeah! From your roof to siding to exterior windows or remodeling your kitchen or bathroom interior, there's a company you should know about locally from Blackstone, and that's Walsh Builders. You shouldn't have to move to get your home of your dreams. Just reimagine your home and turn to Walsh Builders for kitchen remodeling, bathroom remodeling, decks, household additions, and we'll even build a new house for you. Walsh Builders offers quality work from experienced professionals. Licensed and insured. Call for a free estimate. Call 508-498-4551 any day of the week. Walsh Builders. Over 15 years experience. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak. Filet 
filet young or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All charbroiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. All right, Grumpy, $17.99 tomorrow. One of the few restaurants open. Even Chan's is closed tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Roast House is closed tomorrow. Roast House is closed tomorrow. Uh, but Grumpy's will be open seventeen ninety nine. It's every. It's all there. Turkey, the butternut squash, uh, the carrots and uh, turnips, uh, the mashed potatoes, the cranberry sauce, and the stuffing. Seventeen ninety nine reservations suggested but not needed. We're open all day, starting at noontime, serving Thanksgiving dinner. We're Grumpies of South Bellingham. All right, let's play the official back to the program type thing, and uh, then we'll get to uh, our topics. All right. And then we're going to take some phone calls. We're going to leave a little time here to either uh, say, um, I'm not happy you're mayor, or I'm happy you're mayor, or I have a question. You know that thing? You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Mr. Mayor Christopher Beauchamp, homelessness, a problem across the country. A little bit about the Dignity Bus. Uh, uh, you know, we've got a Harvest Community Church. We've got a food kitchen here in Woonsocket, uh, and you've got a, an acting uh, human resources director uh, at City Hall. Um, um, where does this sit on your agenda of things? It's, uh, it's pretty high up on the list, I'll tell you that, Roger, because it's uh, a growing problem, and we have to find some commonality between the city, public safety, uh, public service, um, nonprofits, everybody's going to come to the table to kind of figure this out and work it out because not one person's going to solve this, not one entity, if you will. So I will be sitting down with all, all the uh, participants, meaning, like I just said, the city, public safety, nonprofits, community care providers, whoever that may be, to kind of put our arms around this and hopefully get some resolved. The Dignity Bus is the first start. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Vice President Gonzalez for shepherding that and continuing to task force meetings on every other Tuesday. Uh, I know we've had a few Tuesdays we've missed because of uh, she was away and around the holidays type stuff. But it's, it's a problem that's not going away. And for the taxpayers and the citizens of the city, we need to address it. And we need to address it in a, in a, in a dignified way, and uh, that's what I'm going to be looking at. Thank you so much. Uh, let us uh, take a few phone calls and, um, and see what uh, some people have to say. Could you make it quick? It's possible, but uh, here we go. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a question. I know Rhode Island's a small town, and quite honestly, I get chosen to say a lot of unpopular things, but I have a question. Go ahead. Where, where Rhode Island is a small town, you know, everybody's friends and family and everybody's got loyalties. Will you make sure that every employee that's in that building is loyal to the people of Winsocket and not to the former administration? So, they're, they're loyal to their jobs. They're loyal to doing their best for the city of Woonsocket. I've talked to them all. I will continue to talk to them. I mean, nobody's loyal to me, the mayor. 
They're loyal to what they do and their positions. And that's the way it's going to be. Um, I, I, you know, I can't say that they're going to like me or they're all going to like me, but I have a different philosophy on how to get things done. And it's an open door communication. And I think that will go a long way to everybody, number one, doing their jobs to the best of their ability. And if there are questions or problems within their department, within their jobs, my door is open to kind of figure out how we can better help them to better serve the community. One more crack. I guess the rest, the, the, the part of the question I was asking was, there were several people that walked out during the last removal of the mayor because they were loyal to the mayor. And I just want to make sure they've, like, changed their opinion on that or if we still have the same mayor. That's all I have. Thank you. Any comment? I, I don't, I can't answer that because I've been there a short time. I can tell you this, nobody's walked out since the mayor resigned. Good morning. You're next on WNRI. Yes, uh, Steve. Quickly, let's go. Steve, I got to tell you one thing. I live at Walnut Hill. My name is Bill. And uh, uh, I know Chris good. He, uh, he worked for me. And uh, uh, the men take care of the equipment. You know, you can tell the way they come down the hill. They're the cribbing, and, and they're very cautious about, you know, scraping, take their time, and they do a good job. Yeah, I appreciate that, Bill. Um, Thank you, Bill. They're good guys. They're great guys and girls. All right. Yeah, they do take good care of the equipment. Lots of questions here. Barry Field. Uh, the Barry Field uh, issue uh, and the school committee. So you're, um, you're a guy to try to get resolutions on stuff like this <laughs> what are you going to do about this one well to be honest you haven't even thought about that okay much more important things i think in the forefront like i mentioned earlier but we will have a conversation i did have a conversation with uh mr Borget, the chairman of the school committee he congratulated me we will talk we will get to that in the very near future all right what about all these tax abatements? Um, you know, I got, I got the feeling that they were more uh, write-offs than tax abatements. Uh, but uh, you, uh, you saw about, uh, you, uh, you heard all the discussion. Everybody was talking about it. Ward was talking about it. Thompson was talking about it. Are you talking about it? Well, I, I, I did talk to the tax assessor. We have, you know, there, there are problems that on the horizon with some of these uh, decisions made by. Previous tax assessors, previous whatever. And we have to address them. Uh, as far as all the abatements the other night, it was revenue that was on the books that we were never going to collect. So it was basically a cleaning up. So, by the so tax we didn't assessor. get the money in. No. We're not sending it back and pulling it out of the Treasury. Correct. I think that's the important thing for people to understand. Correct. But it's also important to note that if you book that revenue and you think you're going to get it, I mean, it does affect the levy, right? Um, so those were in previous years. Moving forward, I am going to get a detailed list, talk to the tax assessor, because that is really not my forte, if you will. Um, so I need to look at that and have somebody you know, explain all that to me, because I want to make decisions based on a budget that we have to create this year uh, on sound advice and sound tax advice. Mr. Mayor, public safety, have you met with uh, Mr. Gillette? The fire chief, the police chief, have they given your insurances that things are on schedule in Woonsocket 
Yes, yes, and yes. Thank you. Our next call <laughs> is on the line. Hello there. Yes. Hello. Yeah, your question, please. Hello, good morning. I just wanted to uh, welcome Mayor Beauchamp. Yeah. Um, look forward to working with him. Uh, and I wanted to say hello to Mr. D'Agostino. Um, I, I, for one, am glad Mr. D'Agostino is not leaving. Um, I, I am a current employee with the city. I'm not working this week. But I want to say, you know, I thought I knew everything. And working with Mr. D'Agostino, that man has shown us so much so much things that we thought we knew we knew about we didn't very smart man i'm i'm very pleased that he is not going to leave we look forward to working with with mayor beauchamp but uh the biggest part of this call was just to say thank you to mr d'agostino for not leaving us um very smart man very knowledgeable had he left the city uh it would have been a great loss to the uh, public works. Department. Steve, can you give this guy an I extra day to, off? I no, I'm not public. making any compensation. But, but thank you so much. Um, I, I really do appreciate all the kind words and sincere words. Thank I, you, sir, for I your really call. I really do. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. John Ward is the council president. And um, it sounds like uh, from, uh, you know, uh, you know when, when out in City Hall or, or exchanging emails, uh, but... Uh, uh, sounds like you're getting along. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a workable relationship between you two guys. Comment? Um, yes, I've, I've met with the council president uh, several times already. Listen, Roger, what, what happened in the past is in the past as far as way people communicated, didn't communicate. That's, that's not my issue. My issue is as the, as the acting mayor... And as the council president, we need to have a dialogue every day about what's going on in the city. We will have that. And I have open dialogue with all the council people. Um, not saying we're going to always agree. Not saying that we may have some minor disagreements at council meetings. But I can assure you, it'll be professional. It'll be respectful. And I need people's ideas. I need people's uh, Wisdom. Uh, John John Ward's a finance guy. I need that. Uh, Garrett and Councilman Manseri and Councilman McGee are in real estate. I need their expertise. I'm in construction. I can tell them what I know about construction. So we all bring something to the table, and that's what we're going to do. We've got the mayor, we've got the public works director, and we've got a little bit of time left. Final comments? Maybe something I didn't comment? Yeah, Steve no, D'Agostino, you I just you've wanna, got it. I, I'd like to close by, um, you know, positive. You know, my focus um, is the uh, for the city of Woonsocket, the citizens. I've said this before, and and you know, you've heard me say this before. No politician, no politician. I don't care who it is. No politician will ever sway my thought process ever. Okay. You can speak to any council person prior to this council right here, going all the way back to 2014. I've always said, I told the former mayor this, they are council people, they deserve to know everything. When they ask for something in an email or a phone call, they got an answer. Saturday night, Sunday night, in the morning, I don't care when it was, I answered them. And that's the way it's going to be until the day I leave. So that'll never change. My focus is on completing, or, or not completing, I shouldn't say that. 
putting in progress these very important projects that I stuck my neck out, my neck out for. Okay, and that's what I think I want. You know, that's my focus. Um, you asked the mayor about Barry Field. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't have any input on Barry Field. Okay. Whatever that he does with the school committee, that's I'm focusing on what I started. Thank you, okay, Mr. Mayor. What do you, what do you want to tell uh, people who they don't know you? All they know is that there's a new mayor in town, so to speak. And I don't I I don't know this guy. What can I expect from him? Well, you can expect that I'm going to continue to do all the projects that we started that help the city, promote the city. Um, I mean, I come from a position, being on the council, now sitting in the mayor's seat, a different perspective. I've seen the other side with the legislative side. Now I'm on the administrative side. So there's got to be, there's got to be a, a working relationship. And I just want to quickly comment on the last caller that mentioned how important Director D'Agostino is. And he couldn't be more right. Um, Steve came to me, says, Chris, if you don't sit in this position, I'm not going to be here. And that's all I had to hear for me to move forward and sit in this position. Because if he left, uh, we would implode. The city would implode because of his leadership not being here. So that gentleman that called, I very much echo what he said. And Steve and I are very good friends. We'll always be good friends. But we're going to start what had been started by the prior administration. We're going to do all the good things that they did start. Uh, and we're going to continue to stay positive and make this city a place that people want to come live and visit. So the continuity is in place, I would say, right? Correct. That a good way of putting it. Yep. Thank yeah. you, Mr. D'Agostino. Thank you, uh, Mayor Beauchamp, for uh, being with us. Happy and, Thanksgiving uh, to everyone. And, yes, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And, and enjoy your and day off tomorrow, all city employees. Yep. Have a great day. And God bless. And let's not destroy one another. Let's work to move forward. Okay? Well said, Steve. Good day. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380. WNRI won't socket. WNRI.